Hello, join me for story time with Big Beefin. The following story I'm about to tell you is entirely true. Not very many people know it. I recently revealed portions of it on our uh, camping trip for Big Beefin 2022. I've told it to a couple friends over the past, but really it's between me and the direct woman involved. Let's go back in time once again to the winter of 2004. At the time, I was out on my own. I lived in an apartment complex in a uh, mid-sized East Texas town known as the Can. Um, As discussed recently at my 20-year reunion, the place that I was living in was the fucking hood, um, even back then. And I had just gotten out of a uh, relationship with a girl. We'd only been together for, you know, a couple months. It ended, but during the time, we were pretty uh, pretty sexually active. Like, and it was, it was hard for me to keep up because she was like, we're three times a fucking day, man. At some point, you get to where, like, I, I, I can't do this shit no more. Like, I, my body is exhausted. Like, everything. And I, back in those days, man, we're, we're right up, you know, we're straight up raw dogging it, bro. Like, we're just going all out. Like, I'm, how much can you pump? into somebody how much can they take well apparently it's a lot anyways we split up i didn't take it necessarily that well because things were going good Uh, but my dumb ass had gotten in touch with another girl at the prison i worked at and i told her give me a call sometime and of course she fucking called and my cell phone had been cut off i only had the landline and my other girlfriend answered so she took it very well and uh dumped me so you know couple weeks went by well when you get in the habit of uh releasing that dopamine which i think you know it's it, that's the highest dopamine you can get naturally without turning to substances um what i mean by dopamine I'm talking about when you ejaculate you release this substance in your brain called dopamine that makes you feel good it's the euphoric sense that you get but when you're doing that shit three to four times a day uh you kind of get addicted to it and you know and so if it just all of a sudden it stops and it ain't fucking happening no more. You you kind of start doing whatever you got to fucking do to get it. And it's not like uh, my standards were all that particular high in the first place. So now we're really just trying to figure out what we can get done. There was these ladies that used to come into uh, the store I was working at. They come in every now and then. And uh, not necessarily the most attractive women. Um not not at all, not by any means. And it just so happened that they were twins. So it was the, the, the you know, not, not, you know, later I would go on to, to marry a woman who had a twin. So, you know, I guess that's my, that was my thing. But they were twins and I knew one of them had a husband because he would come in the store with her. So I knew that. The other one I didn't know for sure and didn't really care. And they were talking one night. And I was being super attentive, like, oh, hey, uh, can I help you with anything? Are you looking for anything? Oh, yeah, looking for this. Oh, well, it's right here. Is there anything else? Oh, no, well, that's, that's interesting. Uh, what do you need that for? She was looking at a pool table. And I was like, what, what's going on? You, you plan on playing pool? She's like, I don't know, maybe. You know, sometimes I have parties and it'd be nice to have it. And I was like, oh, are you, you all like to have parties? Yeah, we're having one tonight. And I was like, oh, really? Well, it just so happens I'm not doing anything. She's like, oh, well, do you want to come? And I'm like, yeah, I'll show up. She's like, are, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll be fine. She said, oh, okay. So she left, and uh, I go about my business. Fifteen minutes later, she comes back. She's like, are you sure you're going to come? And I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. I'm telling you, I'm going to be there. It's no big deal. Trust me, I'll be there. Just tell me where to meet. And this is back in the 
old days before you could just send somebody a fucking text with your address and Google it. I mean, you could send them a text, yes, but, it, you know, it's expensive and it's not going to give you a Google Maps straight to their house. She had to give me directions. So that night, and we're talking at this point, it's around 1030. Um, I went to her house and it's her, her sister and her sister's husband. And they're just kind of shooting the shit. We, you know, they played cards for a little bit and I got drunk off my ass. I drank some tequila and, uh, Hey, one thing led to another. Next thing I know we're on the couch and uh, it's go time. And, uh, that dopamine release I was needing. Yep. It happened. So, um, anyways, that started our torrid love affair. Now, this woman did never, she never made it to, uh, to, to meet my roommates or anybody for that fact, because, uh, as I said, this was not the most, um, you know, socially, uh, attractive woman. This was somebody like I needed to get the job done and was willing to meet me there. So it's not somebody that I wanted to be going around introducing folks, um, cause it was embarrassing <laughs> to say the least. Anyways, um, but we got to be where it was it was getting pretty regular, like at least, you know, once, twice a week, I'm going over there doing what I need to do. Uh, like I said, this story has a couple of turns and twists, and I'm going to try to get to all of them to, to, to eat up the time, but it does have a point at the end. We're sitting down one night, I'm going over there, and she says, hey, you know, um, do you want to watch the uh, Blue Collar Comedy Tour? And I was like, yeah, I love the blue collar guys. So she pops in the tape and it's one that I've seen a thousand fucking times. Blue collar was everywhere back then. Of course, I'd already seen it, but you know what? Fuck it. Well, why not go again? And we would kind of chuckle at it, kind of laugh. But I know all the punchlines that are coming. So, you know, it's what it was. And after the tape's done, her and her, her sister goes off to bed with her husband and we're sitting there and she's like, hey, uh, you want to see something cool? And I was like, yeah. She's like, you know, I was on TV. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, me and my sister, we were on TV. I'm like, okay, pull it up. And she put in a video of these two women from Jerry Springer and it didn't really look like her, but she said it was her and her sister, but it didn't look like them. And she's like, what do you think about that? And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And I, I just kind of played it off. Like, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. You went to Chicago. And she's like, Oh yeah, they paid for everything. I was like, okay. She's like, Hey, maybe, maybe you could go with me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why would I go? And she's like, I don't know. It'd be, wouldn't it be fun to be on the shows? Like, you know, twins and all that. Maybe Jerry might think it's interesting. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I've never been to Chicago. So yeah, if you want to go, fuck it, I'll go. And she's like, okay, well just give me your, uh, your driver's license and all that. And we'll send it over there and we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it all set up. And I'm like, all right, I don't know why the fuck you need my driver's license, but, um, I didn't give it to her and I kind of just was aloof about the whole thing. But the next time I went over and then of course I didn't stop going over there. Cause you know, Hey, I still need to get, I need to get that release. Cause we're at this point, you know, that's all I got. Anyways, I go over there one night and things are a little off. I walk in and at first it's her sister who answers the door and she's wearing like this fucking Japanese kimono bullshit, which, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I was into that, but, um, her sister came out and she answered the door. She's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, Oh, well, you know, Kim invited me. And she's like, oh, okay. Uh, just wait a second. So Kim turns the door. And she's like, Hey, what's up? You, you want to hang out? And I'm like, fuck yeah. That's why I'm here. Like, why the fuck else did I show up? She's like, okay, well just, uh, you know, come on in, you know, she's just, uh, Christy's in a mood. Christy was her sister and we're sitting there talking and the normal shit that we do before, Hey, it's, it's, let's, can we just get the fucking business and, like, and get this thing going? Like, can we hurry up? And, uh, it's kind of funny because when I would leave this, so I would go usually the way the it worked is we would sit, 
She would drink a little bit. I would drink a little bit. We'd go to the couch. We'd make out. We'd go back to her bedroom. The first time was on the couch. All the rest of the times were in the bedroom. No, one time was on the floor. God damn, my knees were all burned up. We just did it right there on the fucking living room floor. But hey, whatever gets the job done. Then, then we progressed to the bedroom. And it was the same deal as it was with Charles Teague in the middle of the night. As soon as I was done, I'd get up and get fucking leave. Like, I'd pretend like I was going to sleep. I might take a little nap. Then I'd get the fuck out of there while she was still asleep. And just make sure I close the door behind me so no fucking dogs get out like they did all them years ago. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't going to stay there because I didn't want to deal with shit in the morning. Like, hey, I got things to do, bro. I got to go. So, anyways, uh, yeah, so one night her sister comes out. She's wearing this fucking Komodo. And I guess she had... Um, she was upset at her about something and she comes in there and she starts crying and she's like, Kim, I thought you said you weren't going to do this anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And she's like, uh, I was like, Chrissy, just go to bed. You're drunk. Don't worry about it. She's like, no, you promised me. You promised me this wasn't happening. And, and Kim was like, just, just, just stop. Just let it go. And the girl's husband came out and was like consoling her and hugging her. And she's like, I can't believe you're going to go through with this. And Kim's like, just, hey, stop being a fucking bitch and go to bed. And then we get to chatting, and, and Kim's talking about that, uh, that fucking Jerry Springer shit again. And she's like, hey, would you would you really want to go? And I was like, yeah, fucking I'll go, whatever, you know, just let me know. And she's like, okay, well, you know, we get a chance, send me a copy of your ID, and we'll we'll get stuff. She's like, you know how to you know how to defend yourself, right? And I was like, well, you know, I work at a prison. And she's like, oh, yes, yeah, so you could probably, probably, you could probably throw somebody down if you had to. And I was like, well, you know, I'd, I'd rather not, but... You know, I, I guess if something happens, I, I don't know, maybe. And she's like, okay, well, I was just wondering. So we we do our normal process and, uh, you know, make our way to the couch. And then, hey, it's time to go to the bedroom, go back to the bedroom. And this is, you know, we're, we're at like 2 or 3 in the morning, right? And the way the house is set up, there was, there was two beds, but one of them had like a, a huge pile of clothes on it. I didn't think anything about it. And there, the window was had a curtain and the curtain was open just enough like not everybody not everybody in, in, in that town always has blinds like some people just have like a curtain up and anybody can just look in so the curtain is open just a little bit to where the moonlight's just shining in we do our thing it's great i enjoy myself she passes out i'm sitting there laying down and like no 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 before that happened in the middle of it so we're we're doing our thing and i start to look over at the at the covers and looking at the moonlight and I'm just kind of staring my eyes are adjusting as we're getting into this thing and you know I'm not really looking at her too much because at the, all at, at that point I'm just dealing with the sensation like I'm not really interested in, in the looks I just like how things feel and I start looking at that pile of clothes and I start looking at it and I start looking at it in the moonlight you know it's, it's starting to get a little bit brighter and what I see on that bed across from the bed where I'm with my fucking cock inside this woman's vagina thrusting um, to the point of where I'm going to, you know, have a you know, sexual experience, I see a face staring at me. And unfortunately, it's the face of a child. Now, to this day, I don't know if that little girl was asleep or not. I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. But we're at the point now where it's like, I'm getting close to getting the job done. And boy, that would really be a shame if I just had to get away from this all right now. So, um, yeah, I just, I remember, I'll never forget to this day staring at that face as I was, uh, as I was doing what I had to do. 
So I did what I had to do, and and when I was done, uh, I was done. And, um, you know, she fell asleep, and I took a little, laid there for a little bit, contemplating, you know, what had happened in life. And uh, I promptly left thereafter, and that was the last interaction I had with her. What I learned, what I what I finally pieced together, was that that was <coughs> that was her child, and she was married, and the father of that child, whom she was married to, um, she was wanting to uh, meet me, was was going to have me go up to Chicago with him to the Jerry Springer show, and he was going to proceed to beat my ass, um, you know, on the Springer show, and then what happened, and the reason why I know this is because her sister started hitting me up and her sister wanted to hook up because again twin sisters so woman that looks the identical they look they look the exact same she wanted to hook up and i was thinking well well fuck it why not and um she set up a hotel but we never we never really got together on that never really acted that out this the, the timing of it just didn't work but yes that was pretty much that uh kim pretty sure she went on to marry a dude in a wheelchair just based off of photos that I've seen on uh, Facebook sometime afterwards people were asking me about it like hey who was that girl you'd always run off with and I was like well let me tell you and anyways and that was the last I'd heard of either one of those sisters and that's been for a while now so I have to live with that shame that scar for the rest of my life of looking over and seeing seeing a human child while I was engaged in uh, intercourse with her mother. And I don't know, I'll never know if, if she knew what happened or knew what was going on. I'll never know that. And I'll never know how bad I fucked somebody up. But apparently, you know, but it happened and and, and there was a few seconds that I, I am responsible for. I, I could have ended it and just left. But you know how it is when you're, when you're in the grind like that, you just, you gotta let, you gotta go, right? Like you gotta, you gotta get it done. So that happened. That's that's your host of Big Beefin, and that that story is burned in my memory for all time. And the moral to the story is, it's all pink in the middle, baby.